of Social Spotters. Welcome to The Social Spot. I'm your host, Kate Courtney O'Connor, and today we're going to be chatting to Katie Wade. You can now listen to The Social Spot on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google. If supporting small business and listening to their journey is your thing, please click follow wherever you get your podcasts. Katie Wade is an incredible photographer, and I can't wait for you guys to hear how she rose to the amazing success that she's had today. Do you want to just tell The Social Spot a little bit about what your business is and how you got started? I started, really jumped into photography when I was in Queensland. So Josh and I, my husband now, we lived in Queensland for three years, probably around 2016. And at the time I had just dropped out of uni and I was studying naturopath and realized that science is not for me. (laughs) So I was in this bit of a, just a spot where I was really confused and really devastated that I hadn't found my thing yet. Um, And discussing with my partner going like, what do I want to do? Where do I see myself? And again, going back to that, they always say go back to what you did as a kid. Um, and I always loved photography growing up. So I had decided then, and I had always put it on my mind. I just never thought that photography could be a career. I didn't know how to make money through it. I didn't know how to build a photography business. I was always scared to even venture down that path. I got to this point and I had my partner go, no, you need to go all in. If you want to do this, like, let's go. So I think we had about $4,000 in the bank at that point. We spent 3500 on the camera. That was my first camera at Canon. We'd done all our research, looked at all the famous photographers and seeing what they used and how they started. And Canon was the way to go. And that was how they were making their businesses through using a Canon camera. So if we went, went and purchased one and I had this it's moment where I just, we spent all our money on this I need to make this work and I need to practice and I need to give it a go so or anything be pardon no pressure I know it was like all in so I had jumped on YouTube I was trying to learn the ins and outs of this camera and it was a big camera and I thought it was so far over my head but I kept going (laughs) and I signed up for a, a day course which was like learn how to use manual mode again loved it and I just kept practicing I would get friends and family I would every opportunity I just had my camera out and I would go from there it was that 2016 it was like yeah so that was like the beginning the very initial like deciding that I wanted to be a photographer and going and getting the gear to make that happen and then over the years I just practiced so there was really nothing no work business side of it for around maybe two or three years it's just literally trying to learn how to take photos and how to use a camera try to pay rent and do all the life things yeah so then we end up just before we moved back we knew that we wanted to go on a big trip so we went to india and i took my camera and i was like this is an opportunity to like really test it out and to we're going to these most beautiful places we went to india and sri lanka for two months and we got a scooter and we just went around and I just took every opportunity that I could to take photos of strangers. And that really, that, that two months 
really helped me learn my camera because basically that's all I did. We just traveled, took photos, traveled, took photos, traveled, took photos, um, got back and we'd move back to Newcastle. I think it was my sister suggested, why don't we do an ex exhibition of your photos? Of course, I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, yes, definitely. She had an interior design studio in Newcastle and we printed them all out and we stuck them all up on the walls and invited my old art teacher along and <laughs> all the friends and family came and we are, yeah. Yeah, like, old art teacher, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Cope. Mrs. Mr. Robinson, shout out to you guys. You helped me. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Again, it was just a passion project at the time. I just had to, everything was on the side because you have to work to make money, but also build your passion. At that point, I had moved back to Newcastle and I had worked, started work with my sister. So she's an interior designer. She had been for years. So she took me under her wing, um, knew that I was still trying to do photography, but learned the ins and outs of um, interior design and shot all her interior projects that she was doing. So that got me into interior photography and that opened up a whole world of other clients and contacts that my sister had built through the years as well. She really helped me branch out and know that there was there's work here in Newcastle and there's people here that need photography and work so I think I worked there for about a year a year and a half and then I was like no I need to go full-time into photography like I think it's at that time I was getting a few clients here and there um and I've always been an all-in kind of person not that I know if that's the right way to go sometimes but sometimes you just gotta leap <laughs> Uh, and that's what I did. So went to do that full time. And that was really steep learning curve, learning how to, I guess, even just basic like invoicing and uh, website and all those random business side of things that you need, like even marketing, like what do you do when you first market? You just post photos and you have a website landing page, but you kind of don't know what you're doing until you start Googling and researching and talking to other business owners. So it's one of those funny, you're in this bit of a mush period. <laughs> you sort of like build everything up and then you're like, okay, what now? Yeah. Yeah. And it really felt like that. It was like, okay, I'm, this is what I want to do when I'm all in, but how now what? So I had a few clients come and go and then I, I think I was only making like 200 bucks a week, 300 bucks a week for probably like a good six months and going, man, what am I doing? Like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know how they're doing it. And I felt like I just got it hit a point that I was almost like, is this worth it? Am I really going to make this work? Is it supposed to be this hard? And so I was really having those talks with my husband going like, shit, like, did I is this okay? And it's like, well, no, it's not. Maybe we do need to keep another job on the side while you still build it up. Point, COVID hit. <laughs> so at that, I also had like all events coming up. So it was like all my photography was like hundreds of people gathering in Westfields or whatever. So I had some good, great clients, but it just wasn't enough um, for week to week. And so everything just Everything that I did have, had I had nothing. Um, so I ended up going to a company and working. I was like in a selection studio. Uh, so it was like a colour consultant. Sorry. Was this during COVID? So was this all yeah. on? 
this is yeah in COVID. Yeah, so did yeah color selection. So selecting people's tiles and helping them do their interior designs of their brand new builds. Um, spent about a year there, but I'm actually so grateful to have gone and worked like a nine to five job. That was like my first full time job. So working in a company and then meeting all these people, which were amazing, but knowing what I didn't want was really important for me. I knew I couldn't stay there. I was just slowly, slowly going, this isn't for me, but I'm really grateful that I tried it because I knew now that I had to work my butt off to make this business work as when I decided to step out. I met some amazing people after that as well from that workplace. When you realised it slowly, slowly wasn't for you, that's not how you felt when you were taking photos, was it? You knew that was for you in your gut. It was a different gut feeling, would you say? I think it was the confidence. It was the lack of confidence in myself, knowing that I, I could run a business. But it was just that when shit gets hard and you're sitting there going, like, I'm making $200, how am I going to contribute to this relationship and our future with just that and like I couldn't see past how to get to the next stage so it was really like I love what I'm doing and I love when I'm doing it but I couldn't make ends meet it was really this funny back and forth going oh maybe I've just you almost kind of want to take the easiest path and that was the easiest path going go get a job it's stable you earn your couple of thousand a year and you're good I knew I wanted to get back but I knew I needed a different way I couldn't do what I was doing before mm. so you sounds like it was a real turning point for you you'd done your work in this place which I'm sure taught you a lot about running a business and mm. working full-time and so what's next what what happened after that basically our whole team had left at the same time so in our, our marketing group so there's about four of us and we all went our separate ways and I had just been got a few jobs I had been keeping on the side I had just got the Newcastle Knights they'd reached out a photographer had dropped out they needed a fill-in so of course I jumped at the opportunity in, on board and what did I take I think I did their merchandise shoot that was my first shoot with them so I was super excited to like okay like this is a great contact um, if I can get in with these guys, like hopefully it's like a consistent yearly kind of contract. So went and did that. And then from there, things started to open up. COVID was lifting. Everything was kind of going back to normal and people were getting back out there. So events were starting to happen again. And then clients that I had for like the past two, three years on my books just all started to come back. It was like this building effect. If I hadn't done those really crappy kind of two, three year period of just keeping my, those clients, I couldn't have got to this stage. Just that momentum and building and building and building and building of all those clients that I had those relationships with were all starting to trickle back in. So now my books were starting to get filled. I had all that years finally that all started filling up. So it was finally this, I don't know, such a relief but knowing that i had put in so much work it was paying off finally it was just like this moment pivot moment 
So you filled up all your books. You came out. You had the Newcastle Knights. Obviously, they took you on as a regular. Yeah. And would you say this was the turning point in your photography career or was, was this a turning point in Katie Wade's studio? It was definitely a turning point knowing that everything I had learned from my nine to five and the previous like two, three years of that really real hard hustle was paying off. Like I knew I couldn't go back to what I was doing, but all that work and all those contacts had finally caught up. So it was, yeah, this really, really nice moment. And, but man, I was running, run, 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 because I did not want to lose that momentum. So I was, I'm just a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> you're all in all in again yeah all in you have to be and learning you just gotta keep swimming <laughs> exactly oh that's awesome so is that so what what happened after that or is that where you are now uh so it's been since when was that i think i we quit found february last year so since then it has been yeah a big big year <laughs> I have not stopped it's yeah it's been one of, the, it's one of those years where you're like I don't know how I fit that much stuff in um and again I'm now at a point where I've kind of need to step back because everything I have done up until now has been word of mouth so I've never gone out and reached out to potential clients which now I'm at a stage where I've got my portfolio I've got my clients that I've worked with and now I'm okay like I'm at the point where I have to go and pitch and I want to work with certain brands and work with certain companies so I'm really excited for the next couple of months of where that will go. Would you mind sharing how you leveled up in your business? It was knowing what I didn't want so I guess it's really easy to see what you want right it's all shiny it's all great you know you want you want a creative job and you want the freedom and the flexibility that that all brings everyone wants that like sometimes that's just not enough to get you there I think sometimes it's almost easier to know what you don't want so I knew I didn't want a nine to five I didn't want to be stuck making someone else's dreams come true I wanted to be creative and I wanted to work with other brands to jobs to come from I think sometimes we just think we should post on social media all the jobs we want. But sometimes some are just bread and butter. Like I won't post jobs that I don't want more of. So again, it's just that balancing act of what do you want and what don't you want. And that helped me navigate to that next stage and keep going. It's such an interesting way to be decisive by knowing what you don't want. Mm. sort of like when you go to a restaurant and there's too many good things on the menu by picking out what you don't want it really yeah. does cut that down for you <laughs> it definitely does yeah that's, me. <laughs> that's absolutely excellent advice so you're all steam ahead you know what you don't want you're moving forward as a photographer you really have to drive the energy of the room to get the best out of people you need to create the vibe. And I'm guessing that the kinds of shoots you're doing would be almost slightly intense environments. They'd be highly professional. How do you, I don't want to say control the room, but how do you 
help the room have the right energy to get the best kind of photographs out of people? I always take a speaker to my shoots. So I'll always have, I know what playlist I'm going to take. It's always fully charged and I bring that. I always find that music does help. Sometimes it's not always appropriate, but majority of the time, if you bring that relaxed vibe, people come to your level, basically. All of my work, again, has all been word of mouth. So they know me usually as a person. Um, so that's always been a good sign that they they know I'm, I try to be bubbly. I'm always happy. I'm not going to come in and be grumpy. I'm not usually like that either. Look, we all have days like that when it comes to work, like and there's still a job and to get the best out of people, you have yourself have to be happy on the other end of the lens. Sometimes you just need a reset. Sometimes I have had a shoot where I've had to come in and the vibe was really low and sometimes they're not quite organized and they don't have a vision. And so you kind of have to really go in creative direct. You basically have to get the group together and go, hey guys, like I know you're not feeling it right now. We just need a reset. Do you want to just go grab a coffee? Do you want to turn it, like put your favorite song on and then come back in about two, three minutes and just verbalizing that we kind of need to have a reset and it's not at anyone and it's not, it's just as a group setting. It helps people because sometimes people are just, they don't realize what they give off. Mm. so having that little bit of shake off and seeing where everyone is at and bringing like hey we're all here together let's go we're here to do a job and everyone's on the same page so I find that that helps most of the time clients are pretty good like hired you for a reason they are trying to get the most out of it it's usually sometimes it's like I don't know maybe an employee and not the bosses so they're the ones that you kind of have to like come on guys like Let's have a fun headshot. Here's <laughs> Katie with her yeah. just all the music ready to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, do it. Usually they come like dancing in, like do the nights, and they're great. You put some music on, they all start walking in the room, like, oh, what's that? <laughs> they so gravitate. Fun. They gravitate towards the uh, merch room. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. We've touched a little bit already about when you started your business, right? Mm -hmm. And I think. But if you could go back to yourself right at the beginning when you were starting, if you could go back to Katie Wade in India <laughs> with the camera before COVID hit, what would you tell her? You don't need a degree to run a successful business. I always had this idea that I had to go study and I don't know why because my parents never, ever, ever, ever push that on me. I think because my friends were going there, it was really pushed in school. So I always had this underlying, I need to do it. I need to go get a degree. And I almost like didn't care what it was in. I just had to go tick this box. So I would say you don't need a degree. All you need is time and practice. That is all you have to do. Put in the time and get comfortable in discomfort. Basically, you have to. And so. you sound like you worked extremely hard as well. If you're in there working extremely hard, think about when you first picked up that camera to take a photograph mm -hmm. compared to when you take one now. It's like you're looking through a different lens. Yeah. Other thing as well, like go and talk to people that are in the business or doing the jobs that you want to do. I always find that every time I go to a course and I don't, I really haven't done many, I, I'm doing more now. The benefits and I guess of going and seeing and talking and being able to ask direct questions with people that are doing what you'd like to do is really really valuable 
sometimes you underestimate what you do though. I remember going to a course, it was like a fashion photographer course in Sydney and got there and I was like, oh, I do all this already. Like I am doing it. This, this successful photographer has just been doing it for longer. She's, I'm doing the same camera settings almost. I'm shooting like just with maybe some slightly different gear. She's got like these most amazing models that she's shooting. They're not that different, but they are. It's just the fact that, no, you can keep going. You're doing everything. So sometimes it's just that reassuring going and going, no, I am, it's okay, and I've got this. So, and again, like going and asking someone, I remember I did one about three months ago up in Shoal Bay, um, and to be asked about licensing and business things was really, really valuable. Um, and knowing that I was, again, going down the right path, you kind of just need that because when you run your own business, you like yourself, like you're alone. You don't have anyone to bounce ideas off or go, hey, like, or have a check-in going, hey, is this all right? Or how are you going today? Or So it can sometimes get a bit like you're in your own head. <laughs> you've got to get out and you've got to like, there's other people out there, other people that want support and are doing it and have a better way. I always struggle with like different processes and putting things in order. So in knowing that that's not my strong point, like going to my husband and going, right, look, you're great at Excel. I need some help because I don't know how to organize this or and I don't know how to organize this calendar. Like, how do I make this sync? You don't have to be good at everything. So, and ask for help because you don't run a business alone. You've got to get a good account and get some people around you that are like happy to have that business conversation. Yeah, I find that really valuable. Because yeah. in a big business, they have all that there. They have different mm. people managing. They have their own accountants. Yeah. They have people that you get you get a bonus when you're doing well. Yeah. You don't have to think about, oh, where's my next job coming from? It just keeps yeah. going because you're a part of a big company. Yeah. One of the great things is the ownership. When you own your own business, it's great. You're in charge. You are your boss. You know what's happening. You can choose your hours. And there are that, those flexibilities as you discussed earlier on, but when you're on your own, you really are on your own. And what's great about you seeking out those businesses and other courses to chat to different people and meeting other people that are working from home or just running a small office is that they can share how they do it. One, two, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always making my husband listen to different things going on in my business so that I can share it somewhere. Yes. And he's very good. He will always talk to me about it. Yeah. And so he's my IT as well. I was like, oh, this thing. <laughs> oh 100%. Yeah, my husband, he is my organiser. And you know what? He, look, he's a psychologist, so he's got some great thoughts. And especially, like, ideas, he's so creative. And he will come up and he'll be like, oh, why don't you do this? Or I saw this image on Instagram and he'll, it's always sending me ideas and I mean essentially it's their business too right like they're in it with you they feel your wins they feel your losses they're there so really like they are a business partner they're just not physically doing all the work yeah so yeah he was my biggest support I don't know I well I wouldn't have got my first camera that's for sure if it was a TV <laughs> he's responsible yeah yeah <laughs> it's all you I mean it's like when you go to the gym and the trainer shows you how to do it I mean you're the one showing up you're the one yeah, consistently yeah. there it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's one of those funny things right but yeah you do it does get lonely and 
yeah, I always, I forgot to always look after myself a little bit when things get busy. I'll go, I won't go to the gym, or I won't do this, or I'll sacrifice all my me time. And I've realized that that is so important to keep those for sanity and for everything. And if I don't do those little things, like my business doesn't run well. So I need to, as much as sometimes I'm like, oh, you go to the gym, I could be doing an extra hour, two hours of editing. It's like, no, you probably won't. It won't be productive. Go do the things that are good for you mm-hmm. because your business will be better. So it's that, again, it's that balance. And look, sometimes you've got to sacrifice those things and really hustle for some deadlines and jobs, but it shouldn't be so, like, you've got to find that little fine balance. Do you have to work around other people because that's when they hire you for the shoot? For example, my work, I'm like, I'm going to work this day, this day, this day, these hours because the kids come home from school and I can't do it when they're around. It's impossible. I suppose as a photographer, you get pulled away for different jobs at different times. Is it harder to be systematic with your time management? A hundred percent. And I find that's that is where even when I talk to my husband, he's like, why don't you just time block? I'm like, because it only works to a certain extent. I will have people like last, like I won't have anything booked in for sometimes a week. The week before, I'll get five emails going, hey, can we have a shoot next week? And you're like, well, okay. <laughs> like, and they can only do, like sometimes they can't, they've got like the home is free or the, the nights are showing up or Westwood's doing something or they they don't have another time to do the shoot. Like it's really only that date so you kind of do have to jump and I think again I am a giver so I will always do that for clients kind of chopping and changing but I guess that's what I like about it too because I couldn't imagine and I have done it going there every morning getting up and going on the highway going to work like I would rather have that uncertainty of not knowing what I'm doing sometimes week two weeks you kind of get used to it I used to it used to panic me beginning, like I was like, oh, my God, I need more time to, like, prep. But really now I'm like, oh, yeah, you want me there in an hour? Okay. <laughs> like, it happens. It literally happens. Like, hey, we've got this. Our photographer's sick. Like, can you come do this? Yeah, no worries. And you rock up. And then they, they become so appreciative that you're being able to rock up at the last minute. Guaranteed they'll book you again. If the job's worth it, take it and do it. Things will happen. But you're able to offer flexibility in that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, you do. It, it is probably, it's just part of the job. I don't usually work weekends. Uh, it's always between Monday to Friday. Occasionally I will. I feel like that was something that I had decided early on. I didn't want to work weekends. I didn't want to do weddings. I'm like, why would I want to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Great would be great money, even creativity, like my creative cup would just not be fulfilled in that sense as well so I knew I wanted I still wanted to have the weekends because that is where my friends and family all have their time and we will have our time together again that was a conscious choice you did tell me when I chatted to you the other day that you got to drive a Porsche to Sydney oh yeah what was that like cruising around the Porsche and um that was awesome (laughs) uh I decided I would put my hand up not to drive uh a friend Kate did so uh, she got to drive that down. I was like in the in the seat, just enjoying it all, pressing on the buttons. But yeah, that was down to Fashion Week. Porsche is the major sponsor, 
So we got to do a show with them and create some content for them. We've got some more shoots coming up, maybe around another two, three, and it's a couple of months. So that's really fun. Again, you just don't know where jobs are going to come from sometimes. Like it's all, I really think it's like business and photography, it's like 50% creativity, 25% business and 25% relationships. That is what being in a creative job is usually. <laughs> like they almost, you just have to have build those relationships to get these other jobs. And again, we've built that relationship where we're like, it's one of those long-term clients now. Yeah, it's really exciting for the next couple of months with them. But yes, Fashion Week, it was good. I don't know, I have any other words for that. It was just like one of those pinchy moments. Cool, we're here, we talked about it. Kate and I have been working together. She's a stylist in Newcastle. For the, we've been working together about five, four or five years now. And we have the, like dreams together. We're going like, we want to do this together. And we, want to, we want some billboards and hopefully a brand will come on board. And again, we're just building that and we're getting there. And now we have Porsche coming on board, knocking at the door going, hey, you want to want to work with us? We're like, yep. <laughs> let's go no they're really fun but again it's that momentum word of mouth relationships that is what's getting the yeah gets your foot in the door katie you're incredibly inspiring from your all-in energy to your flexibility to your hard work look how far you guys go check out her instagram if you haven't already it's beautiful i was saying to her early on she's intimidatingly talented her photography is stunning. So thanks so much for coming on The Social Spot today. I really appreciate you on here, just sharing your story of how you started your business. Thank you, thank you for having me. The Social Spot is proof that small business voices can be heard. If you would like to be a part of our community, hop over onto Instagram and follow our new account at The Social Spot. Love to see you there. Hit follow on wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm grateful that you're here.